0: Hello and welcome back to the how to make maple syrup podcast. I'm really glad you've joined us today We're going to be talking about my top five tips and tricks for performing the finishing boil on maple syrup It's going to be an exciting episode. It was hard to keep it to five tips, but I think you'll find them really useful Cue the intro music Okay, so probably the trickiest part about making maple syrup is the finishing boil. That's the last step before you put the syrup actually in the bottles. And it's not because it's necessarily complicated, but because it's hard to determine when your syrup is actually done. And also, it's probably the easiest part to screw up, but we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen. So in today's episode, I wanna talk about my top five tips for performing the finishing boil on maple syrup. All right, so let's get right into it. The first tip is when you're performing the finishing boil for your maple syrup, perform the final boiling on a stove where you have more control. It can be tempting. You're outside, you're boiling over your propane boiler or over your wood fire or something like that. And you think to yourself, I'm already boiling. I don't want to stop the boil. I don't want to quench it. I just wanna go all the way to the end and finish up my maple syrup. But I can tell you from personal experience because I've done that myself thinking, hey, let's just get this done. And what can end up happening is you don't get that syrup off fast enough and that last boiling happens incredibly fast. It's a very quick thing. It's like an exponential increase in the sugar content and at the very end you can get your syrup to be crystallized and scorched really fast. It's It happens in the blink of an eye at the end. So my number one tip, perform the final boiling on a stove and I typically bring that inside my house usually filter the syrup and then start that finishing boil another reason you want to do that is because then you'll be in a position to perform your final filtering step you can have that filter ready to go your filter stand as well as your bottles or jars ready to go so that you can do that final canning step of your maple syrup and oftentimes that's much easier to do in your kitchen on a stove all right my next tip tip number two get a good quality candy thermometer a candy thermometer can be a really quick gauge to help you ascertain how close you are to actually being done boiling towards the end things as i mentioned can get really fast things can happen very quickly so it's really nice just to have a gauge that's always in there it's always reading it's giving you a reading on what your syrup is It's nice to get a thermometer with a longer stem and a clip maybe that will clip to the side of your boiling pot so that it's always giving you readings. A couple of other things to consider. It can get pretty steamy. You're boiling off water after all, so it gets kind of steamy. Sometimes it can be hard to read these thermometers. In that case, it might be nice to have a digital thermometer where you can just press the button and read off the digital reading of the temperature on a larger screen in that case it could be helpful to have that longer stem on that thermometer so the bottom of that is submerged in your syrup and the top is a little bit further away where there's less steam or there's less heat and it's easier to read that dial I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I'm enjoying recording it I think it's really fun and I think it's really fun getting feedback from people who have found some benefit from it I recently heard from a listener joy who was looking forward to trying something she'd heard about on the show So, Joy, if you're listening to this podcast, rock on, and thanks for the feedback. Good luck this sugaring season. And now to you, intelligent and good-natured listener, I want to ask you a question. Do you have any friends that are also interested in making maple syrup, or anyone who's thought about it but maybe isn't sure? Maybe you know someone who could benefit from something you've heard on this show. If so, would you share this podcast with them? I'd like to get the word out and help as many people as possible, and I would appreciate it. Thank you. And now, back to the show. Okay, it's time for tip number three. Tip number three is this. Know at what temperature water boils at your altitude and barometric pressure. So this is kind of a stretch goal. A lot of us don't actually do this, but You can get yourself into a little bit of a fix if you're not sure, or if you have wildly different atmospheric conditions from standard temperature and pressure. So here's what I'd recommend. The next time you're boiling hard boiled eggs or boiling some water for something else, maybe you're making macaroni and cheese, pull out your thermometer and just measure the temperature. Get a reading of the temperature that water boils at at your region. And then just know that maple syrup boils at seven degrees Fahrenheit hotter than this, or actually it's closer to 7.1 degrees hotter, but seven's probably close enough, usually around 219 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you know what the temperature is of water boiling in your region, add seven to that, and that gives you a good idea of what maple syrup should boil at. And then that goes to the previous step with your thermometer, being able to easily and quickly gauge when you're getting really close to being done with your maple syrup. And that leads to tip number four. Tip number four this is probably the thing that revolutionized maple syrup making for me the most, and that is use a refractometer to know when your maple syrup is actually done. So, in the past, it was common to use a hydrometer to measure the sugar content of the sap, and that's by measuring the density. A refractometer, on the other hand, measures the refractive index of the liquid and gives you a sugar content that way. So, both of them use different techniques. I find that. Hydrometers are a little bit more fragile. They're made out of glass, they have a lead base, and it's pretty easy to break those. They cost about 25 to $50, depending on if you buy it with the corresponding cup. And the idea behind a hydrometer is this. You wanna take that glass hydrometer and float it in a cup of syrup. They actually, they make a special cup for this. You fill that cup with syrup, then you put the hydrometer in there, and then you read off the level of the syrup, how far it goes up the hydrometer, and read off what the sugar content is and then you know if you need to keep boiling or not. One downside, hydrometers are sensitive to temperature. That means that it needs to be calibrated for the temperature that your syrup is. And they can be a little bit inaccurate if you drop it in too fast because the syrup can coat the sides of the glass and then it won't sit quite right in the syrup. So what is a refractometer? It's a small device. It looks like a kaleidoscope. Mine costs less than $25. What you do is you take about three to five drops of syrup using a medicine dropper and drip that onto the viewing slide then you close the window and then you look at it through the viewport like the kaleidoscope it it has a viewport you look in there the top half is blue and the bottom half is white and the line between the blue and the white is where you read off the sugar content of your syrup now on a refractometer they're also dependent on temperature the temperature of the syrup but since you're only measuring three to five drops They cool down to room temperature within about 15 seconds or so. So you can actually watch the sugar content line stabilize when you're looking in the viewport. Anyway, I highly recommend using a refractometer for knowing when your maple syrup is done. And I'll put a link to the one I use in the show notes in case you're interested in that. Hello friend, this is Richard Tomlinson. I'm really glad you're listening to the show. Are you having a good day? Are you having a bad day? Whether you're having a great day or a bad day, a great week, bad week, Maybe this isn't your year. I don't know what life is like for you right now, but I think you are a great person and I am really glad that you exist. You are important to me. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Tip number five. And this one's important for that final filtering for getting that crystal clear maple syrup. But when you are done boiling, let the sap cool to 180 degrees Fahrenheit before your final filtering. We talked about this a lot in episodes 5 and episodes 10 episode 5 is how to perfect the finishing boil and episode 10 is how to achieve crystal clear maple syrup so check back on those episodes if you want more details on this but letting that syrup cool to 180 degrees fahrenheit before your final filtering step will help to reduce the amount of sugar sand that you end up with in your final syrup. The thing about sugar sand is that it's a natural precipitate that keeps forming in the syrup anytime the temperature is above 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Below that temperature, the sugar sand production is significantly reduced. Now, you still wanna filter the syrup when it's as hot as possible, so try to filter it as soon as it hits that 180 degrees Fahrenheit so that it goes through the filter faster, but by doing that filtering at a temperature of 180 degrees Fahrenheit or less, you're gonna reduce the amount of sugar sand that you end up with in your final product. So that's my tip number five. What did you think of these tips? I hope you found them helpful. Do you have any great tips for performing the finishing boil on maple syrup? What do you think? Send me your feedback at howtomakemaplesyrup@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's how to make maple syrup, all one word, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your comments, questions, suggestions for the show, anything we talked about in this episode or previous episodes. If you have a comment, I'd love to hear from you. Another question I'd like some feedback on is How is your maple sugaring season going so far? I know we're at probably the beginning portions of this, at least in my area, where you're living at. How's the tapping going? Have you set those taps? Let me know, I would really like to hear from you. In the meantime, thanks for listening to the How to Make Maple Syrup Podcast. For additional resources and a free ebook on how to make maple syrup, visit practicalmechanic.com slash maple syrup resources. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time.